Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm your host, Jordan Prince, and we've had some news since last week. Uh, Funny thing was, I did this episode called Germanisms, where I talked about some German stereotypes and uh, some funny behaviors and characteristics that Germans present. And funny enough, when I do these live uh, TikTok um, sessions with people who comment and, and talk and stuff... Um, TikTok records that session. I always thought it was just sort of like a live stream, like a Zoom call. You know, it, it would play what I'm, it would play me for the people who click on it and then it goes away, but it actually records that call like an actual camera would. And uh, so when I realized that, I downloaded last week's episode. It's like an hour long, not the highest video quality, but good enough to share some clips. So I thought, oh, you know what I'll do is I'll mix the good audio from the show with the video clip and then I have I have promotional footage I can put some subtitles down there I can put some funny uh, gifs and graphics and make it cool and I can post it everywhere so people get an idea of what the show is like and who's behind the microphone because mostly the stuff that I post is like a picture of our podcast cover photo with the audio and it's just boring and who wants to watch that? No one wants to stare at a photo and listen to words. Uh, so I thought I'll put some video to it because that's the way that the world works right now. Everything is short content video format. So um, short form video content format, format, short, short content, short, fast and loud. That's, so that's what they want. And I cut it together and I made a bunch of different segments. Uh, and I cut, I had different themes. Like one was about German beer. One was about the, the, the orderly, what do you call like the, 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 the office of order, right? sounds like a Harry Potter department. Um, then there was another one that was about uh, Germans can be a little dry, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're asking somebody something and they're like, yeah, 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 and just jumping over you. And, and I, I made a segment about that. It's like 45 seconds long. I chopped it all up, made it nice and punchy and interesting to watch. And I posted that on the artsy fartsy immigrants TikTok channel, which is funny because it didn't really have much of a following at all. Like, you know, our artsy fartsy family is pretty small. Um, It's a respectable artsy fartsy family and I love you all very much, but we're a tight knit group around these parts for now at least, but things may be changing soon, hopefully over time. Uh, I posted the clip about the Germans talking over you with this, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it went pretty viral, actually. Um, It got... It's, you know, approaching 300,000 views, which for me, for my reach, is quite a lot. Um, the, I mean, the highest, on my personal video, the highest view count I have, it's just about ten or 15,000 views short of 1 million, which is, that would be, that would be great if I could cross that 1 million mark. I'm really trying. Um, but I have a few videos that are pretty high, but 300,000 is definitely nothing to turn your shoulder at. It is a good number. And I thought, holy goodness, wow, that's crazy that this got so many high, such a good response. Some people thought it was true and a lot of expats connected to it. A lot of expats uh, stitched it, meaning that they, you watch the video and then it cuts to their reaction and they talk a bit about their perspective. Um, a couple of people who have a big following in that department, this expat comedy, like what things that I do talking about being... Um, 
an American in Germany, um, you know, they, they had their own reactions and their own feelings about it. And then you had people who took it too seriously and people who didn't like it and whatever, but still, you know, it was like the right video at the right time and it, it scratched uh, someone's itch. And it was really cool to see that. And the following on the Artsy Fartsy channel went from like zero, I mean, really like, I don't know, 100 people maybe? to well over a thousand followers. And this was all in two or three days. So that's pretty fantastic. And I'm really happy about that. Um, and I'm really thankful to everybody who is, uh, you know, potentially a new listener this week, uh, or maybe uh, pretty soon, maybe is going to jump on the, the TikTok live that we're going to do today, because you guessed it. I mean, if I have a, an episode about Germanisms, German behaviors and quirks and stuff and stereotypes, and we do clips that go that big, well, guys, you know, you know what Jordan Prince is going to do. I mean, guys, you know what Jordan Prince is going to do, don't you? You know what Jordan Prince is going to do, don't you? Gonna try and it's gonna try and get lightning to strike twice. You know, you know what Jordan Prince gonna do, don't you, man? You know what Jordan Prince gonna do, don't you? He gonna try and do it again. He gonna try and do it again. So sounds so racist. I'm going to basically just try and uh, talk about different stereotypes and more funny things and uh, yeah, see if we can't stir up stir up the pot a little bit. Um, we had a good group going earlier. This is actually, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with my artsy fartsy family. This is not the first raw take of this episode that you would have heard originally. This is actually the third attempt at doing this today. Uh, not so easy. Not so easy to make this magic happen in one in one fail swoop. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it sucks, uh, and sometimes it's just not funny and not good. But I'll tell you what: this one is the winner. This one's this one's the chicken dinner. This is the one that we want out there in the world. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and kick off this uh, TikTok live. It's gonna count down three, two, one. I'm gonna give a little clapperoni. There we go, there's my clap, I can sync that up later. And now, people should be able to join into the group and we're gonna talk about some German stereotypes. Um, and hopefully we have a good group with some good commenters today. We also we always have a few of the same people that hop in there, like this Inga von Schneider people. We have some crazies that always hop in the group, but I'm happy to see them there. Heather, thank you for joining the live. So excited to talk about today. There's Inga von Schneider right there. Boom, right on cue. Right on cue. I told you about it. Okay, today, guys, uh, Astro, thanks for joining. Today is the real deal. This episode, right here, this session, this live, whoop, a microphone fell, uh, such cheap equipment. This live today is the real live, okay? Ogre, I'm a crazy, you're a crazy, I'm a crazy. I'm a crazy about you. I'm a crazy about the people who are here in this live today. Thanks, Heiko, for joining. Inga, waswa, 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 waswa. Um, so, today is the Germanisms part two. Um, Inga asks, was war los? Um, well, basically, um, 
it was I had some technical issues with my computer. It does that sometimes, and it's very unpredictable, and it doesn't happen often. Um, so it was kind of a short circuiting issue that I knew meant that the recording of the audio was going to glitch out and I would just have to stop everything and it risked that the whole thing would fall apart. So I just thought I'd cut it, fix it and redo it. So here we are. And this is the real deal. Now everything's good to go. So talking about Germans again, um, you know, I like talking about Germans. I, I live here in Germany. It's funny to it's funny to like look at these things that are sometimes so ridiculous and talk directly to some Germans here on the live and see what you guys think about it. If you hate it, if you love it, if you can't get enough of it, or if you hate me entirely and want to unfollow me today. Sometimes it's just interesting to see what people do. Well, I hate for Ogre and for Inga to hear this one again, but we're going to have to start from the beginning, which means we're going to have to talk about how, that's right, Germans have no sense of humor. These are not things that I've written down, by the way. These are not my opinions. We're reading opinions from a website, and we're going to talk about them and see how true or untrue they are. First off, Kathy, thanks for joining the live. Thank you for the likes, guys. We are going to have a fun time today. The first stereotype is that Germans have no sense of humor. Germans suffer from Weltschmerz, Weltschmerz which uh, translates to world weariness. Kind of like uh, it's just so, the world is so horrible that they don't have time to be funny or silly. It's time to be efficient. It's time to get to the point. It's time to really cut, cut to the harsh truth that we are all going to die someday. So I don't have time for jokes sir. Anyway, uh, this is all from the cultural scientist Rainer Stolmann. Uh, there is no room for humor, he says. After all, romanticism is as typical for Germany as the Baroque was for Italy. And that was a serious thing. This seriousness is still typical of German culture 200 years later, says the expert. Nevertheless, there are many comedians in Germany, but because the world believes that Germans have no sense of humor, German comedians also have little international success, Stolman believes. Um, and some of the things that are known as cliches about them are really lacking in Germans when they live in, other, in another country for a longer period of time. So, yeah, like we said before, on the first time we tried to do this... Um, when people like when I I knew so many Germans at my university when back in New Orleans and there were so many people that were like, wait, you think this about us? Like you think what about us? Like there was so many, like bubble like li people living in their bubble, little bobblehead like kind of just closeted, you know, not closeted but sort of just like yo 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 kind of American people who were just like, oh, so like, are you guys like all related to Hitler or something? Like, I mean, like. You better like behave yourself because you don't want to, you don't want to like, no, you don't want to like repeat what happened. <laughs> uh, horrible stuff, just absolutely tasteless, idiotic stuff. Um, but it happens because America, tis America, America be Americaning. It is what it is. Um, Kathy, thanks for the likes. Uh, Ogre says, I didn't say this last time, but someone not laughing at your humor doesn't mean they don't have any humor. It just means their humor is different. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes it really is like that. Um, I mean, it depends. Like we talked about a little bit before how if you're like in your day-to-day -day 
life going down the sidewalk through the street and you and you interact with like a, a passing friend or or a stranger in some sort of short interaction you're most likely not going to have a moment where you're like <laughs> oh martin oh oh florian you're so funny oh wie lustig <laughs> wie oh how wie witzig oh <laughs> ich lache. Ich lache. <laughs> You're probably not going to have that moment with like a lot of average Germans, you know, who are on the street. It's just not the case. But there are a lot of German comedians. And of course, Germans can be funny. Come on. It's a huge country. I mean, it's not like a huge country, but it's a big country. And there's a lot of people that are funny. Um, earlier, we were Googling comedians. Like there was a couple that I even recognized. And I'm not even like connected to the German comedian scene. Um, it's absolutely silly to say that no German has a sense of humor. But I mean, you know, like it's not like the easiest thing to find. Um, but of course, there is entertainment. There is a lot of comedic entertainment, and a lot of people love their German uh, comedian entertainment. There's sitcoms, there's game shows, there's reality shows, all of which can be um, bathed in the concept of comedy, uh, and it all works. It, it all works just the same as it would for any sort of show with the same idea in any other country. Um, that being said, your average, everyday, run-of-the-mill, bump-into-the-shoulder-of-on-a-sidewalk German, probably not so funny. Probably not so funny, but it depends. Maybe they are. Who knows? Um, but Germans have no sense of humor. No, 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 no. That's not the whole truth, my friend. Uh, let's take a look, guys. We're at, we're at over 200 likes already. Thank you so much. Let's try and get to 1,000 today before this session is over. Thanks for being in the live. Uh, Inga says, your clothing style shows your humor. My clothing style shows... You always talk about my clothes, Inga. Do you have a problem with my clothes? I always try to look nice for the lives. I always try to look presentable. I got button-up shirts. Got nice, like, shiny, clean red hat. I just cleaned it. Um, I feel like my glasses are always kind of, like, ready to go. I don't know. I don't get it. What's your deal with my, uh, what's your deal with my clothing? Hmm? Got a problem with fashion, Inga? What are you, the fashion police? Um, L, I'm so sorry. I don't read, I can't read that language. I don't know if it's Arabic, but I'm so sorry. I can't read it. I don't know. Maybe you can, maybe you can throw it in Google Translate and, uh, then you can re -cop you can copy and paste the comment back. Um, Inga says that my clothing style is funny. I think I look like an extremely serious Businessman, Inga, I don't know where you get off. Oh my God, we're at over 500 likes already? Me, just me, you crazy hound dog, sending so many likes. You guys are lovely, thank you. Mio, thanks for joining the live. We're talking about German stereotypes. Do you think that's true that Germans are hard working? Funny, right after the title Germans are hard working, it says Germans don't work that much at all. Kind of a, you know, like, Pick, pick a lane, Mr. Article. Pick an opinion here. Uh, with an average of 35 working hours per week, they were below the European average of 37 hours in 2014. Much more work is done in Turkey with almost 48 hours. In the Netherlands, people work less than Germans. There, the average is just 30 hours. With at least 20 vacation days a year, Germans have plenty of days off. But 
and international, but and also can't read, but an international comparison shows that it's not that much. The Brazilians, Finns, and French have 10 days more minimum vacation than the Germans. The Chinese and Canadians, however, each have only 10 days of minimum vacation. And in the USA, oh, surprise, surprise, there's no minimum vacation at all. Cause America sucks, oh, 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 it sucks. When it comes to systemic issues, racism, health insurance, and employee benefits, yeah. Not so much the freest country in the world. Um, Inga, no, they are not. Corina uh, uh, says, add sandals and white socks and your style is a German stereotype in itself. Wait, if I wore, oh, oh, Corina, you mean person. Oh, if I wore white socks and sandals from the neck, uh, from the, what, this? It's a nice shirt. You guys are being horrible. What the hell? I look good, okay? It's your eyes that are broken, your stupid German eyes. Um, girl with a pearl earring says, wow, we crossed a thousand likes in like two minutes. You guys are nuts. Thank you so much. Uh, Ogre MMG, thank you so much. Girl with a pearl earring says, do you think Germans are not that affectionate people? Again, it's really hard to generalize that sort of thing. I I mean, obviously, Inga and Corina are soulless, heartless dogs that are making fun of an extremely good-looking person. I'm a host. I'm an entertainer. I look good. God, get your eyes fixed. Get some glasses. Um, but in general, in general, mm, do I think Germans are affectionate? No, I don't think that they're cold-hearted. I don't think that they're mean. I think a lot of Germans have a sweet inner inside. They have a sweet like core in there. You know, it's like a turtle. They have this like hard shell. And once you get through that shell, it's like, ooh, gooey, warm and soft. It's like, it's so hard to make friends here. I know a lot of people, including myself, who struggle to make friends here. But when you finally get to that place where you made a friend with a German person, oh, you better believe that friendship is permanent. You're not ever going to get rid of that person. They're going to text you every two weeks at least for just a welfare check to see how you're doing what's going on you need anything all right let's go for a walk let's get a beer let's go for a swim let's go get dinner they're good people they're good friends they have good hearts in general affectionate not so much but it's just a hard shell to get to that sweet warm innard hope that answered your question <laughs> i hope that answered your question uh karina says i'm german and i'd never be mean that's what german 50 year old guy would wear so i'm dressed i'm you're saying that i'm dressed like a 50 year old german man but you're not being mean okay okay someone's drunk um nothing <laughs> nothing ogre says nothing wrong with styling like bill gates if you like the style i don't look like bill gates i mean i'm a hipster musician at best guys um, Inga, we love animals. That seemed completely out of left field, but I think you're right. Germans do love some animals. Uh, Taylor Kim sending love right from Germany. 
Um, let's see what we got here. So we, we were not talking about my fashion. We were talking about Germans being hardworking. Uh, and in the last time we tried to do this, um, oh, Ogre says her husband looks like Bill Gates. Okay. Well, you know, Bill Gates had a, he has a cool style and I don't hate the way the Bill Gates dresses. Um, I just hope he doesn't look as old as Bill Gates. Uh, on Taylor says, honestly, you kind of look like a Jürgen or a Thorsten. Oh, Oh, that's so bad. That's so cruel. <laughs> At least give me someone, give me some like, I don't know. What, because, oh, you know what? You know what? Oh, it's awful. That's awful. I know exactly the kind of outfit that you think. I know exactly what you think I should look like if I was like trying to be young and like super hip. I would have like the oversized black baggy t-shirt with the buzz cut and like uh, white sneakers with tall white socks and a fanny pack over the shoulder, which I could pull off. But you guys are being dogs. Taylor Kim, thanks for the rose. That's the first nice person in the group all day. We're talking about Germans. Um, uh, Karina, if you send me, I swear to God, I swear to God, if you compare me to an old man again, I'm booting you off the live. Uh, I don't look like a math teacher. Jesus Christ. We're going to go back to the Germans. Oh, all these women attacking me today. At least we're at 2,000 likes. At least you're doing something good. Um, yeah, anyway, Germans, they work hard. They don't have a lot of hours because the quality over quantity. Get out of here. Uh, me Just Me has something genuine to say. Um, I'm working for a city council, and I can say there are are either hardworking or no working people. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Taylor Kim, what's your favorite German swear word? Hmm, I'll have to come back to that one because the next German stereotype that I wanna crack into, and I think probably Corina and maybe, let's see, maybe me, just me, or definitely Inga's gonna have an opinion about this. Um, the next stereotype is that Germans can't party. Germans are lazy about partying. 62% said in a survey that they go to a party less than once a month. Oh, I thought it was going to say year. Less than once a month. That's not crazy. 12% never go. 12% never go. Only 2% attend more than four parties a month. Okay, but four parties a month in Germany. Imagine someone like over 35. When are you going to go do that? I mean, even in my 20s, four parties a month, I was like probably drinking four days a week, but I wasn't going to four like established parties a month. I mean, let's be realistic here. Um, and instead of going to one of the many folk festivals, Germans prefer to go to private parties. Sure. Okay. Sure. Depends on the age, depends on where you live, but okay. Once a year, nothing is the same in, in the Rhineland. Uh, that's when people there celebrate Carnival more intensively than in almost any other German region. And in Munich, there's the Oktoberfest. It's the most popular folk festival in the world. And a big party. It's a folk fest? I wouldn't even think to call Oktoberfest a folk festival. That's like When I think of a folk festival, I think about one of those... Um, like Renaissance fair parties where people are dressed in medieval garb. With those little, the tiny, like miniature guitars. Like da da ding 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 ding. Um, and they don't have, they don't have mugs of beer, but they have these chalices and like they eat just lamb leg from the hawk 
sweaty and greasy smearing into their beard and telling someone to joust. We're going to go jousting. That's what I think of a folk festival. Um, let's see here. Ogre says she does four parties a year. See, that's not that crazy. That's not that. I think 2% attend more than four parties a month. Who's planning four parties a month? That's what I want to know. Um, we party at home so we can pass out right away, Corina says. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. There is nothing wrong. I like, I don't, I like going to parties at people's houses, but I don't really like hosting parties at my house. There is that, there is that added benefit of like, oh, now I can just lay down in my bed and like be done and clean up everything tomorrow. But there's something about, uh, there's something about like all the mess. Like as I get older, I tend to find that like I really have a thing for like dirty beer bottles everywhere and like food crumbs on the floor that people stepped in all night and like it, you know there's there's there tends to be less and less like disgusting juices and people up yuck that's left all over the house like there's less vomit and like other stuff that people leave around when they're young partying too hard uh, but there's still like icky sticky food stuff and like drinks and. I just, I don't know. I hate waking up the next day hungover like, great, now I got to vacuum and scrub down my kitchen island. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't like, I, I like going to parties, but I hate hosting parties. Um, me Just Me says, I used to party a lot. Been to a few clubs and been to every Fasnacht party out there. Hell yeah. Um, ogre, hosting is, is exhausting. Absolutely. Uh, Lego 25 says, those are nice. Get the roasted pig and garlic bread. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but guys, I do believe we're going to hit 3,000 likes pretty soon because me, just me, is killing it. But Germans can't party? I got to think about... I remember... So just in this this topic of Germans can't party. I remember when I first moved here, I tried to bring Halloween over with me. Halloween wasn't as popular in Germany. And it's, it's, it's getting more and more popular now, but it still wasn't quite ready when we first uh like when i first got here um so i went to a party with some some new friends some new people and i was hanging out at this house and most people came in costume so that's cool um the germans do take the costume part of it seriously they do they do make an effort they put on the makeup they put on the wig they got the suit or whatever it is they come to the party ready and they make food a lot of germans are good cooks they show up with like cool Halloween themed foods and snacks and chips and sweets and you're like, oh, this is going to be great But that's kind of where the line of investment stops because it's like it's a Halloween party So we have our costumes and our food, but then like the it's Halloween But they forget the party part like once you cross that line into like, okay, we're all here We all had some food and there's drinks everywhere Let's go nuts and it can just be the group that I was with, but I have a feeling it's a lot. It, it can be that way, at least in Bavaria. But we uh, we were in the kitchen where people always tend to congregate. And we were like, all right, let's let's turn it up, you know. And I noticed that in the other room, in the living room, there was no music. And that's where there was a group of people just sitting quietly on the sofa and in the chair with their costumes and talking about something calm with a very full beer in their hands and just trying to, hello, yes, uh, Matisse, hi, I'm Nicolas, and like blah, blah, blah. Way too calm. Way, like, not like, let's cut loose, let's have a party. So I went into that room and I went and I turned on music in that room and I tried to get like 
everything kind of flowing like okay the kitchen is here there's music in there people are kind of moving around in there hearing songs they like and then i go to another room and i turned on music in the living room where the other people were and turned on music there and just tried to get like a vibe going throughout the whole apartment okay if you go there there's like hip-hop and if you go over here there's like whatever indie rock or something and i had someone come up to me at the party and say um, can we actually turn the music in the in the living room off? It's a little too loud. We're trying to talk. And I was like, oh, that's such a buzzkill. I realized I wasn't in New Orleans anymore. And that's not every party. Some parties have been like unbelievable. But um, I've had a good handful of parties like that where it's just... It was just, yeah, that was, the living room was the place where the party died, and I couldn't change it. And when I tried to change it, they were like, don't change it, we like dying, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, Kathy says, that's the point, they cannot get nuts, they can't be spontaneous. That is a real issue, I have noticed. Germans cannot be so spontaneous. Of course, this, I mean, and this is like the crazy thing, I have to, uh, I have to express this so clearly that it's not all Germans. Uh, it seems like people don't really get that I mean that, but of course, where I live, you know, like in Bavaria, it tends to be that a lot of Germans can't be so spontaneous. They can't just, um, I don't have a lot of friends who just swing by the apartment or that just call sort of spontaneously. It's always like a scheduled, it's a scheduling, planning out thing for a phone call. Like they might as well just schedule and plan out when they're going to text me because it's very much like Saturday at two o'clock, da, 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 we're going to go to the place and then you can meet me there and then we can get the car and then we can do this. And it's like, I was like, hey, we're going to be on vacation. Why don't we just take it easy? We'll just grab a couple beers and then go grab that. And they're like, no, we have to plan it out and structure it. And I, I, that's a bad example because I, you have to structure out trips to an, ex, to an extent. But it's still like just not spontaneous enough. It's not this loose feeling. It's not this hang. It's not a hang. And you got to have some hang. Come on. Um, Marlene, Marlena says, okay, that's true. The best parties start in the kitchen. They do. They start in the kitchen. But the good thing is when they can spread around a bit. Um, Tina Ferry? No, Lena Ferry. It's not a good home if there's a different vibe in different rooms. Right, a, a different. It's not a good home party. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dolly might have just been. Oh wait, where'd my thing go? Where'd my, oh, might have just been that group. Went to one last October and it was pretty awesome. Maybe it was just that group. Absolutely. Uh, Ogre says New Orleans versus Germany is another universe. Of course, I can't compare, and I shouldn't compare that. Um. It's okay that you think that at least other countries don't think we're stupid. No, I mean, I don't think Germans are stupid at all. That's definitely one thing they are not. They are not stupid. Germans are much smarter, the dumbest, most, the dumbest, most dullest, like back to the wall kind of German person you could find is still smarter than me. Um, I'm not German and I'm stepping on your toes. Ogre, I am not stepping on your toes. Uh, Marlena says, I live in a really small town in northern Germany, and I think we're very spontaneous here. Oh, so German to say that. Uh, Grace says, I miss spontaneous lunch dates with friends. I never realized it was a U.S. thing. Now, Grace, I don't know if it's just U.S., but it's not a German thing. Um, Torsten says, go to Berlin. Lots of spontaneous people there. Uh, true, true. Berlin is, is definitely better than Munich. Um... And let's see, there's always a cold beer in the fridge for the neighbors. Da, 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 da. Ogre sent me those likes. Thank you so much, guys. We crossed 3,000. That's really incredible. Um, yeah, I think, you know, 
if you've been to Oktoberfest or you've been to Carnival or you've been to like a few decent events, you'll see that of course, of course, Germans can party. Now, my experience with some, if not a good handful of house parties, they didn't, they didn't party so good. They didn't, they didn't cut a rug. They didn't tie one off. They didn't let loose. You know, there was no grease lightning. It was just mood tightening. Um, it was very stiff and non-spontaneous. So it depends where you are and who you're with, just like everything else. Um, so next to the number five, and this already seems really off. This next stereotype is not, I don't even think. I make your blood boil, come on. Come on, come on, get out of here, come on. Uh, I'm adorable, come on, come on. Uh, Germans are tall, blonde, and blue-eyed. How was that a stereotype? That just sounds racist. <laughs> the Roman historian Tacitus, Tacitus, Tacitus. Oh my God! Um, some guy wrote two thousand years ago that the the Teutons, the Teutons, have reddish blonde hair and are tall. That was the beginning of the myth of the tall blonde German. Whether Tacitus was right back then, whether he was right back then, can't read, uh, is not certain. What is certain, however, is that today. Germany has all of the hair and eye colors of the world. Oh, I see. It's debunking itself. Uh, if only because one in five Germans now has foreign roots. One in five Germans has foreign roots. Okay. That's cool. I mean, obviously, this is ridiculous to say all Germans are tall, blonde, and blue-eyed. There's a lot of you. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of tall, blonde engineers named uh, Stefan and uh, Thomas and Florian and Martin and Nicholas. There's a lot of tall, blonde, blue, white Germans named, uh, what's another one? Um, Marcus. There's a lot of tall, blonde, blue, white Germans named Hans. There's a lot of tall, blonde, blue, white Germans named Torauf. But there are many, 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 many more Germans who aren't tall, blonde, and blue-eyed. Uh, because it's all a mix these days, and that's a beautiful thing. That's the way it should be. So we can just skip right through that crap because that's just a bad, a bad one. Um, but the next one is totally true. Totally true. Germans are punctual. Oh, to a T. The clock dictates the rhythm of life in Germany to the minute. Buses leave at 2.13 p.m., or 518, for example. If it becomes 215 and 520 p.m., even a few minutes later, the first people waiting at the bus stop get nervous. If the bus is late, this can be a problem for many Germans. Then they might be late for an appointment. Duh. This is considered very rude. Well, I mean, it's not a German thing. It's not a German thing if, like, they, no Germans go, like, this is very rude that the bus is late. Like, everyone in the whole wide world who has to take public transportation and it ends up being late goes, this sucks. <laughs> like, that's not just a German thing. Germans also like to complain about the unpunctuality of trains. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for everybody in the group to go Deutsche Bahn. Oh, Kathy already did it. Oh, and Dolly, too. That was fast. Uh, in their statistics, trains that arrive up to 5 minutes and 59 seconds later than the timetable says are also considered 
punctual. Yeah, statistically, I could imagine that like five minutes late. That's okay. That's really okay. Um, this is a big difference between me and a lot of Germans that I know. I mean, if look, if you're waiting for a train or, or a streetcar, uh, tram, sorry, or a bus or something, and uh, it's like five minutes late, eight minutes late, okay. Uh, for me, it's cool. I like the time. I like... If it's not raining directly on me, I really like to just, you know, enjoy the the, the calm, cool space of like my alone time watching TikTok videos or listening to a podcast or listening to music or th being lost in my thoughts or thinking about other people or what I'm going to do that day or whatever, having that, that time for me. So I don't really mind uh, waiting for a bus that's a little late. Now, if it gets into the 15 minute zone, if that bus gets into the 15-minute zone, I am considered a deadly weapon in 123 countries, okay? I can't stand that for some reason. I do have a limit. I have a tolerance there. Germans are extremely punctual. Germans are right to the T on time. I, I don't know a German that doesn't show up early for appointments. I, there's, of course there are some, but I, there's so many Germans who show up like, oh, hey, can you come over at five o'clock and help me move this table? They're there at 3.30 and they're at the door ringing the bell, wondering if you're asleep or if you're not home or if you're out late. They are there. They are punctual. They are on time. They caught the 2.30 train and took the 2.55 bus and then they rode a bike the rest of the way that they rented. Then they took a scooter. Then they walked down the sidewalk. Then they got to the house at 3.30 because if you're not early, you're late. Uh, that is basically the German mentality. It's kind of like working on a film set. If you're not early, you're late. Um, yeah, so I, I I completely think this is true and believable, and uh, I can speak for it. There's so many, so many cases. Um, I, th I think the only exception where Germans being punctual doesn't come down to a... I think the only case where Germans being punctual, it doesn't always... Uh, come true is in the music business, like preparing a concert, um, setting up a stage. Now, they don't like you to be late, but you're not always on time. But it always is, I mean, I don't know. There's always the Ordnungsamt and stuff too. Like there's always things that come into play to make sure that you're as on time as you possibly can be. And uh, sometimes if a show starts at 8, but we start at like 8.15, um... I have some Germans asking questions. What's going on? What's happening here? In New Orleans, if you say a show starts at 8, no one expects it to start till 8.40 or, or 9. Me Just Me says, when I get an invitation to an interview and I get there and have to wait 10 minutes, I'm leaving. What? The, the cojones of Me Just Me. Wow. Uh, that's definitely a different world. In America, I think if you, you usually wait, usually wait 10 on a good day. For, for basically anything. Dolly, I showed up to a class on time and everyone was already there waiting on me. I'm guessing you, yeah, you went to Germany. Um, guys, welcome to the live. We are talking about German stereotypes and especially right now how Germans are extremely punctual. Uh, thank you for the likes. I'd love to see 5,000 likes before we get out of here in a little bit. Um, I really appreciate you guys uh, chatting and hanging out with me today. Um, yeah, Ogre says 30 minutes on a good day in the u.s absolutely yeah it's really it's crazy uh, germans are very punctual it's part of who they are it's in their blood um it's in their bread and butter which is also very german bread and butter so number seven let's take another look here um germans wear traditional clothing sometimes they do i've worn it myself dindel and lederhosen dindel 
You guys like how I say that? Dientel and Lederhosen are really popular among some people in Germany. They wear them on traditional dates and events. In the Trachtenverein, ooh, oh, listen to how he said that. Oh, is he a natural? Oh, is he half German? Oh my goodness, is he a natural? Trachtenverein, and sometimes on festivals. Uh, a Dientel at a wedding in Bavaria or at a folk fest is completely normal. But a look around German pedestrian zones shows what most Germans wear in everyday life, which is jeans, t-shirt, anything else that people wear anywhere else in the Western world. I'm glad they mentioned that. Yes, it is not as if you show up to Germany and every single Tom, Dick, and Harry is wearing Lederhosen out to take the train over to Walmart and McDonald's, okay? It's not, that's not the case. But some people do, and some people find a lot of pride in it. A lot of Germans do wear traditional clothing. I've worn it myself. You, you, you do sometimes wear it to something like Oktoberfest. Um, but what I do hate is when you see people coming into Munich and they go to the cheap tourist shops by the train station and they buy the like the t-shirt version of Lederhosen. It looks so just so cheap and so half-ass and it just drives me crazy because if you're going to do it, do it right. Um, it can be expensive, but it, it's worth it. That kind of leather will last your whole life. And the ones that I have are hand-me-downs. They're like 60, 70 years old. It's great. They've been peed in and vomited on so much that you can put them on the table and they stand still, like SpongeBob's pants or something. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I've also been to a lot of traditional events in the South, like weddings. I've been to weddings. I've been to uh, a taufe, like baptisms for little babies, um, where I've been, you know, asked to show up and play music or just be present because they're, you know, close to me. And uh, I've worn lederhosen. And even depending on the region or the town that you're in, you wear certain things kind of differently. Maybe you wear different suspenders, different design suspenders with it. Maybe the way you cuff your sleeve or you cuff your sock is depending on the region that you're in. With women, uh, depending on the region, the the side of the hip that the sash or the, the bow is on with their dandel is really specific to what that might mean. Single, take in, this region, that region. It's really cool. It means a lot of things. A lot of people wear them at special events. And what's cool, I've been to like, yeah, weddings, baptisms, and even some funerals. And even when I don't wear lederhosen and I see some people are wearing it, I kind of get this feeling of like, ooh, they've dressed up. Ooh, I'm at a very special event. Look at this gentleman in his expensive leather lederhosen, his leather leatherhosen, his leather leather pants. Uh, how fancy. Um, of course, Ogre says, not all German traditional clothing are dientels and lederhosen. Of course not, but that's the ones that they mention in this uh, particular article, and that's the only ones I've seen and worn here in Bavaria. But it's not everywhere, of course. Um... MLH says, I was told to always dress business casual because Europe is fancy. Is that true? First off, oh my God, guys, we crossed 5,000 likes already. Oh man, thank you so much. Me, just me, not my name. Ogre, thank you guys. Dolly, thank you so much for sending likes. This is so nice. You're the best. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for being here. MLH, told to dress business casual. Um, I wouldn't, okay, I won't say Europe is fancy because just like in the States or wherever you are from, it depends where you go. Uh, there are small towns, there are small villages, there are big cities, there's fancy, super expensive restaurants, and there's cheap little, uh, you know, Italian cafes on the corner just to get like a, a cheap little espresso. Just depends where you go. I will say, in general, 
the fashion sense as a whole in Europe, but I can really only speak for Germany, but the fashion sense in a, as a whole is a higher quality or a slightly higher standard than what you see in America. And I notice that more and more when I go back. And the women who mocked how good and well-dressed I am will speak for this. At least I'm not wearing, um, you know, like some, I don't know. I don't want I'm, there's nothing wrong with wearing t-shirts and sweatpants and flip-flops. But in America, you see people wearing that everywhere, out to dinner, to the store, uh, to the gym, uh, to go pick their kids up from school, you know? But in Europe, if people are going to be seen by other people, there is a general, general sense of, I should maybe look a little nice, you know? Like, I don't think it's a conscious thing. Like, I've just adapted my, my wardrobe to that mentality. I don't every day think like, oh, I have to dress like this now. It's just the way my dressing has changed because my closet has changed since I've lived here. But you don't have to be business casual all the time because everything is fancy. Um, but you just have an idea. You know, if you're, if you're going to Europe and someone says, oh, we're going to go to a nice restaurant tonight, dress a little nicer. If you're going to just go to the grocery store, t-shirt and jeans is absolutely normal here too. Uh, Dolly says, I always felt underdressed in Germany, but it was nice to change my style a bit. Absolutely. I can only speak for Germany, but occasionally I will definitely feel underdressed here. And um, that's why my closet has changed totally. And that's why, that's why I'm so stylish now. That's why I look so good now. Um, guys, I think I'm going to do, let me take a little look here at the time. I'm going to do one more. One more for today's episode, and uh, then we're going to call it. But I, I love this. You guys are so fun. We're over 5,000 likes. Big group with us today. Thank you so much. We're going to do one more. Um, oh, boy. Oh, there's such a good one here. Okay. Ooh. Maybe I have to do two really fast. Uh, num number eight is Germans let their hair grow under their arms. Ridiculous. In 1983, Nina's Nine and Nine Balloons was a worldwide hit. Her underarm hair was not. Oh, America didn't like her underarm hair. Nevertheless, the singer showed them off to everyone in the 80s. Today, the cliche of Germans with long armpit hair is no longer true. Okay, so they are discussing that. 71% of women shave their armpits compared with 43% of men. 43% of men. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, you know, some people shave their armpit hair. Some people don't. Some people shave their legs. Some people don't. Some people shave their coochie hoochies. Some people don't. Some people shave their ding-a-ling-dongs, and some people don't. Some people shave their mustaches, and some people don't. Some people shave those chesty westies, and some people don't. Some people got hair on the tatas, and some people don't shave it. It's all about what you want to do, and who you are, and who you do, and who you like, and what you want, and how you wear it, and how you are it, and how you smell it, and how you feel it, and how you like it, and how you touch it, and how you taste it, how you wear it. It's hair. Everyone's got hair. Everyone does hair different. This was an old, this was a cliche of Americans that I believed when I was young that the French all have le long leg hair and armpit hair. And in America, it's really frowned upon. Like, they're like, ooh, they're too hairy, ooh. Because it's, you know, whatever. It's an old way of thinking. Um, and then, 
Yeah, I was dating a girl and she went on a trip to Europe and she came back and she had like a, an awakening and then she let all of her body hair grow. And then I realized that that's absolutely no problem at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ogre, say it again for the cheap seats. That's funny. Um, those 43% of men, I'm guessing swimmers, athletes. I don't know. Probably, I, I, I don't know. Maybe some of them, probably some of them, but not all of them. Okay, last one, last one. Let's get to it. This is ridiculous. Um, Ogre says, clearly my humor isn't translating. Back to the point. Germans, you know, Germans just don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Kathy, at uni, mostly don't shave armpits. Women and men, no issues at all. Right. Okay, guys, last one, then I gotta go. Germans, wear socks in sandals hardly any clothing combination is considered as german as socks in sandals the germans themselves know this they themselves always cite socks and sandals as an example when it comes to bad taste in germany on the street in the summer you re you really see people wearing the combination in a survey 10 percent said it's okay to wear it like that on vacation. For t only 10%, yeesh. For a few years now, a special version of the shoes from Germany has been popular in other countries as well. Fashion fans in Milan and Copenhagen, Copenhagen love the wide Birkenstocksandals from Neustadt in Rheinland-Palatinate, -Pal <laughs> but they don't wear socks with them. Yeah, of course, everybody, everybody effing Mother effin' effin' everybody wears Birkenstocks. That's right. I say Birkenstocks and not Birkenstock because I'm American and that's how we're told to say it. But it is Birkenstock, so don't be an idiot. Um, everyone wears everyone wears Birkenstocks. I wear them. Everyone I know wears them. You always wear them. All my friends wear them. But of course you don't wear them with socks. Come on. Get your life together. A lot of Germans wear them, though. Let's see what the people in the group are saying. Yes, they do wear it. I love it. Ogre says, it's like we looped around to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, I know. Up says, because some of us don't care how we look. Grace says, it's popular in the U.S. right now, especially with Zoomers. With Zoomers, right. You do see that. Yeah, you, yeah. isn't Zendaya wearing a lot of socks with sandals on Euphoria? I feel like I've seen that. I don't know if I've seen her do anything like that out in public. Uh, I have worn it. I ha I've worn socks in my sandals at home to like, you know, maybe the floor is cold. Maybe it's winter. Maybe I have to run outside and take the trash out. I've had my socks on and been like, ooh, I got to run outside real quick. Slipped into my Birkenstocks, taken the trash out or picked up the food that was being delivered and then came back in, slipped off the Birkies and was still in my socks, you know? Um... My preference, basically, like my personal preference is the moment that it is warm enough to not wear socks and shoes, I like to basically always be barefoot except for the Birkenstocks until the day that it is a little breezy and cool outside and then the socks come back on and I like wool pants, I like button-ups, cuffed sleeves, I like having, you know, I, 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 like, I like what I like, you know, I like what I like. Um... AJ says, can I ask a question? I'm going crazy over here and need someone's opinion. AJ, ask away. I'm about to run out of time. I'd love to answer your question. Dolly, I've seen it in Portland, so West Coast at least. Definitely Americans do it. Definitely. Corina says, the socks are needed so you don't get sand in your sandals when you reserve your sunbed on the beach. Oh, my God. 
Let me guess. Let me guess. You're putting... Okay, this is the most German thing I can possibly imagine. A German engineer with his family is going on to beach vacation, and he goes out to the sun chair that's reserved... That he goes out to reserve a sun chair by the beach wearing socks and sandals so he can put a towel on the chair at 5 a.m. To, to go back to the room so they can he can go to the breakfast with the family and come back down and have the chair reserved. Boom. That's the most German thing you've ever heard in your life um up says it's uncomfortable to sweat in shoes slippery and smelly people sweat man you're gonna always you're gonna never wear socks i mean you're gonna never not wear socks aj my bonus son is seven bio mom abandoned him a year ago now wants to visit for his birthday as if nothing happened wow aj that is an extremely specific issue you're going through there. Um, let me think. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know more context about this. Your, your, your bonus son. Do you mean your bonus son? Um, trying to think what that might mean. She hasn't talked to him since December, and we're also in Germany. Okay, let me think again. So, your son is seven. And the biological mother abandoned him a year ago, and now she wants to visit for the birthday as if nothing happened. She hasn't spoken to him since last December, and we're also in Germany. Okay. AJ, this just got extremely interesting. Um, Dolly Ogre, uh, the, for the ladies in the group, I would love to see what you think about this. Um, I mean, obviously, I think you should talk to her if she abandoned the family, abandoned your child a year ago. Um, that's a huge mistake. Um, she's the biological mother, so there are some rights involved, of course, especially if she's level-headed and sober and, you know, like a, a, like a, you know, a, a, a citizen who offers things back to society. Um, but she sounds, uh, maybe he's my husband's son. He lives with us for a year now. Okay. Right. Yeah. Dolly says, how old is the child? Uh, seven. I think you said the son is seven years old. Uh, don't keep her from him if he's willing, but protect him at all costs. He's just, yeah, I, I agree with Ogre there. Um, you can't really keep, you can't really keep him from his mother, but you should be alert and protect him. He should, of course. Yeah. Uh, user says one year is not a long time in my opinion. Um, for child abandonment. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a touchy, touchy subject. Um, I would definitely, Grace says, I would definitely set some boundaries with her. Yes, I agree with that completely. Set some boundaries, let her know what you expect and what you want, and that, you know, sh you, sh you should give her the access to the sun, but within this parameter. Um, I want him to have his mom, but I don't want him to get hurt. Exactly. So let them meet, but be protective, set some boundaries, be communicate everything. Yeah, exactly. She will dis, AJ says she will disappear again and he will suffer. I hope not, but you have to do everything you can to, um, you know, that's such a tough thing, AJ. I'm really sorry that you're going through that, man. Um, protect him and go with him. He's going to be hurt likely, already has, but, he, but he'll have his ground. Yeah, love him through that pain. He'll always have you. Your son will always have you. That's all you can give is your love and your attention and your support. Always give that uh, yeah, Ogre's right. We can't keep kids from being hurt. We can just love them through that. Um, wow, AJ. So, um, first off, thank you for asking the question. Thank you, 
everybody who helped answer that. Thank you for putting in your your opinion and your um now I love him with all my heart. Now him since three months known him since he was three months old. Wow. Yeah. Um good luck with that, AJ. I really hope that everything works out well. I'm gonna be I'm doing a live basically every week to talk about living in Germany. And if you would like to come back on next time and, and update us on this situation, I would be very curious to talk more about that with you. I, sadly, we asked the question, we talked about this at the last possible minute that I can do this. I have to go. But um, guys, I just want to say, AJ, thank you and good luck. And I really hope that everything works out well. Come talk to us again on the next live. We'd love to hear about it. Um, Ogre and Kathy and everybody else, Grace, thank you so much for the likes. We crossed 5,000 in no time. It's so sweet. Thank you for your feedback, your comments, your opinion. We don't always see eye to eye on everything, but that's the beautiful thing about, about these shows and about this situation is that we can always hang out, talk about these funny stereotypes. We've done American ones. We're going to do those again soon. You can always comment on the posts, things you want me to do lives about. We can do certain topics. I can incorporate more things. I want to really help grow this little uh, TikTok family. So thank you for being here. Um, Dolly, enjoyed my first live. Hey, I'm really glad that I was uh, uh, gave you this. Is this your first live ever? Because that would be quite the honor. Um, yeah, me, just me. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Um, Ogre, thanks a lot. Everyone was a lot of fun. Thank you for all the likes. Dolly, I was your first live ever. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so honored. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. If you want to listen to this episode, there's a podcast called Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. It comes out every Thursday German, like in the morning of Germany, so it's like the evening of America on Wednesday. Uh, every Thursday morning, it comes out wherever you get your podcasts. So you can listen to this whole thing again if you want to, or share it with your friends. There's an Artsy Fartsy podcast page where I'm going to post clips from this. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a nice day. Thank you so much. Uh, Karina, you're the best. Thank you, guys. Have a really nice time, and bye-bye. All right, guys, that was a great episode. Thank you so much for being here. Um, just go tell a friend about our show. Share it, post it, comment something. It goes a long way. I love you. Thank you. Let's grow this artsy-fartsy family. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next week. Look out, baby, the saints are coming Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.